0: What's up everyone and welcome back to the Bitcoin Rapid Fire podcast. I'm grateful to have two of the most respected companies in the Bitcoin space supporting this show. If you already know about all the products which CoinKite produces for securing and having some fun with your Bitcoin, or why River is the go to place to buy Bitcoin in the US, you can get right to the show by skipping ahead 70 seconds. Otherwise, keep listening. CoinKite is a specialist in making Bitcoin hardware. Their flagship product is the cold card. A Bitcoin hardware wallet, which is a favorite of hardcore Bitcoiners, has a ton of unique security enhancing features, and is great as a singular solution or due to its compatibility with a broad array of wallets as part of a multi-sig approach. If you're looking to gift so-called physical Bitcoin, you can pick up a sats card. And if you've been waiting to join the Block Clock Club, the micro is out now for less than $200, so you can keep an eye on incoming blocks, sats per USD, and much more. To check it all out, visit Coinkite.com. River is the place to build your Bitcoin wealth in the U.S. You can securely buy Bitcoin, zero fee dollar cost average, and mine Bitcoin at competitive rates through rigs which are sold and hosted by River. Also, River is at the forefront of developing scalability solutions for Bitcoin. Their Lightning service enables developers and companies to integrate Lightning payments into their applications without having to run any Lightning infrastructure themselves. I recommend River because they don't cut corners and because they have a principled and talented team dedicated to building the future of financial services with Bitcoin. To learn more, visit river.com today. All right, gents, well, thanks for joining me today. Um, I'm interested in this topic and talking with you guys. Um, And I know a lot of other people are as well because once you go down the Bitcoin rabbit hole, you it consumes your attention and that's all you want to do and all the better if you can make your fiat mining or even your you know whatever your income whatever however your income is denominated bitcoin or fiat you want to be earning it by engaging in bitcoin in some capacity i.e. working for a bitcoin company so uh that seems to be what you guys are embarking upon helping people do that so um why don't you both introduce yourselves and when you can introduce the the company and then we can take it from there and see what you guys are doing
1: uh yeah happy to and thanks again John for having us here um what you just said I think is the perfect way to to kick it off you know all of us I think everyone who's listening to this right now has probably had this this epiphany this like you know kind of kind of turning point in their lives where you've been operating in your fiat world your fiat job your fiat life right but to the side of that maybe a burgeoning obsession with Bitcoin has been growing and growing in these two worlds these two lives for yeah, a certain period of time different for everyone right do kind of run in parallel until you just can't do it anymore you have to you have to mix business with pleasure so to speak you have to join those two and so that that is my story certainly and the story of a Bitcoin talent co my background I've I, you know for 12 12 plus years now I've been in the recruiting landscape specifically in like the tech world right so I've been working you know, for better or worse here in, here in San Francisco Silicon Valley working at large tech companies working at agencies again all focused on recruiting right which at least in the world I come from is is a big, lever for growth for for you know venture backed companies um for the past three years i've actually been already running a recruiting agency right and again this was focused on the traditional world if you will the the, fiat life um supporting the hiring needs of early to mid-stage startups um you know across the country actually at this point uh i over the past three years was also diving deeper and deeper down the bitcoin rabbit hole and as we just said got to the point where i couldn't have these worlds be separate and it seems so obvious now obviously it seems like it was a very easy decision but there was a period of a couple months where I was just thinking to myself, how how can I make that jump? How can I spend more time in this space? How can I support this space, right? And and well, again, yeah, obvious light bulb went off where I'd already spent a couple of years building a, a business, a, a product, if you will, a service that could prove quite valuable in the Bitcoin landscape. You know, thinking of repurposing, reorienting the existing kind of recruiting infrastructure I'd built and now dedicating that specifically to, you know, Bitcoin companies, Bitcoin-related companies, helping them to hire, helping to bring more people into the space, right? And so this was towards the end of, of, of last year, where, where this was all starting to kind of come together in my head, I, I wanted to to start this in the right way and and have the right kind of team together from the get go. And so that's where I uh, looked to Twitter, as most of us Bitcoiners do as well. So who do I know in the space who I think would be a great partner in this endeavor? Um, Eric, you know, to your credit, you had been for quite some time really active, uh, posting great content. Uh, again, just someone that I I wanted to know first and foremost, but secondly, I think someone that uh, would would really be a great partner in this endeavor. So I reached out to Eric. You know said yes right away i thought it was a great idea we got to work reached out to a third co-founder of ours uh michael tanguma who um, has been an operator in the space for quite some time as well and yeah i thought the three of us with our collective backgrounds mine in the recruiting landscape but then eric and michael respectively with their kind of deeper bitcoin expertise at least operating in the space that we could really kick this off in the right way and yeah all kinds kind of came together uh in january two months later we're off and running we had our public launch just two weeks ago but you know we've already been supporting companies and and successfully bringing you know value to the space, which has been which has been great to see it come together so quickly.
0: Awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah I guess I'll, I'll jump in real quick here. Um, so before Bitcoin, I was working as a civil engineer, post university, and Bitcoin just like been on my mind nonstop. So I, you know, I'm checking the price every day. I'm going down the rabbit hole, and then eventually I'm like, I just need to work in this space. I was just not passionate at all about engineering, and when I came home from my job, that's all I was doing is researching Bitcoin. So it was kind of obvious to me, Okay, I need to make a career change here. Um, Didn't exactly know how to do that. So I kind of just dove into it. I started a a small Bitcoin education company, and the whole goal was just to kind of teach other people about Bitcoin and also refine my knowledge about Bitcoin at the same time, because if you could teach it, it means you really understand it. Mm -hmm. So that was back uh, early 2021. Um, and then I decided to quit my engineering job because I was having so much fun in the Bitcoin space. I decided to go all in, really. Um, so, slightly after that, I got a job with Bitcoin Magazine. I was there from uh, late 2021 up until recently, uh, up until basically Andy reached out to me. Uh, I was handling sales and accounts there and then made the transition to Bitcoin Talent Cal. I was like, this makes so much sense to me that that the, the Bitcoin industry is maturing and now we need to help the industry mature and how do we do that is by bringing in the best talent outside the industry um, to work for these Bitcoin companies and at the same time help Bitcoiners get jobs in the Bitcoin space so that's that's basically our whole thesis here and yeah we're, we're happy to be like I guess a month or less into into officially launching and things are going great
0: so tell me what the last month has been like you've launched You know, you've done some, a little press or podcast tour and, you know, in the Bitcoin space, if it's quality, you know, product or service that's being launched by, um, what's the right word to use, legit or good or honest, you know, people, word typically travels pretty quickly because it's still, you know, relatively small space, at least as far as, you know, Twitter and Noster and those sort of places are concerned. So what's it been like the last month? Like expectations met, not met, uh unexpected things to emerge, excitement, problems. Just hit hit me with what it's been like. (laughs) I know it's only been a month, but
1: yeah, lots to unpack. I mean, all all those all those different sub-questions within that. But the overall theme is just incredible. I mean, incredible, you know, past couple of weeks. The reception has been uh, super positive. We've been really encouraged, really excited by the messages we received everything so you know uh, top to bottom just just uh, couldn't have asked for more some of the things like some of the standouts I guess if you will so I mean again just over two weeks since the official launch since uh, launching the website since having like the um the the opportunity for people to submit their interest in finding a Bitcoin job that kind of thing we have had hundreds probably approaching a thousand applications at this point so maybe a quick disclaimer I would say um if you have visited our website if you have submitted an application we are receiving it we are seeing it we are are doing our best to get through those obviously um, we would love to match all of you with a job immediately. But, but I think we need to, to say that that's, you
0: know,
1: unfortunately that, that wouldn't be the case right now. But we are responding to those. We are going through those. And we just appreciate everyone's interest so much. Um, I don't want to say that I'm surprised by that interest. But again, just the sheer volume, sheer quantity has been really exciting, really encouraging to see. Another thing I'll say too, and, and again, maybe not a surprise, but a, a suspicion we had that has been confirmed is this like, now that we've put this flag up, all the other people who we have known for years, but didn't know to be Bitcoiners, they're kind of coming out of the woodwork. And so this is something that I think I was, I was hoping to be true, right? And, and really excited because the big thesis we have is like, you know, we obviously we need more and more people to come into the space to continue to, to help build these companies, to to bring the right kinds of like, you know, transformational products and service to to reach that step change, to have those inflection points, to just increase adoption, right? Um, and to, to build those companies with Just the people who are on Bitcoin Twitter today or working in the space today, like it's it's not going to be enough. We need more and more people to come into the space to grow the space. Yeah, naturally, right? And so to again see people that I would have no idea were Bitcoiners previously saying, "Hey, I actually am interested now that I know you're doing this. Like, how can I get involved? How can I, how can I work for Bitcoin company?" I mean, it's just it's so exciting to see see that happening. Um, And then on the company side too. I mean, obviously a a big part of what we are doing and, and the main focus, I should say, is. You know, working with organizations, working with companies to help them to hire the right talent, you know, help them to work through their open requisitions, that kind of thing. And so obviously for this business to succeed, there needs to be sufficient companies and roles within those companies to, to you know, make hires. right? Um, and we are seeing growth there. We're seeing a lot of inbound interest. We're seeing people who, um, with whom our, our message resonates. Obviously, you know, if someone is at a Bitcoin company looking to hire, naturally, they're going to want to work with a firm that is focused only on the Bitcoin landscape. And so we're, we're proud, we're excited to see that our our message, even in our branding, right? Bitcoin talent Co, like that's resonating with the with companies who ultimately do, you know, want to wanna bring on the support.
2: Yeah, to piggyback I, off of that too. I would say for me, the most shocking, exciting thing would be the amount of NIMS there are on Twitter with like mm-hmm. 20, 30 followers that are actually like so such qualified. talented, yeah, so qualified, <laughs> such talented operators outside the Bitcoin industry and yeah. in their fiat jobs. And now like uh, that our service exists. Um, they're coming out and saying, hey, can you help me get a job in the space? So just thinking about all of the talent that's coming into the Bitcoin space, all that human capital, um, its it's been shocking to me. And I'm so excited to get it like off the ground and running.
0: Yeah. Am I right in assuming that there's a lot more interest in people looking for a job than there are jobs available, particularly in this industry right now?
1: Yes. Short answer is yes. <clears throat> and I'll say across the board. I mean, again, it's have- always the case always the case. Well, yeah, I mean, always the case, but even more so the case right now. In Bitcoin, yes, because we're we're in a bear, right? We're still kind of at a bottom of a cycle, right? Mm. But broadly, macroeconomically speaking, I mean, we're all in a bear. Every every industry is kind of in a bear market right now. So we're, I mean, I'm, I, I'm just seeing that pain across the board. It's not that it's Bitcoin only. It's, uh, you know, I mean, goodness, how many large tech layoffs have we seen over the past 18 to 24 months now? So, yeah, the, the pendulum that is ever shifting between being a candidate market and a company market, like it's definitely in the favor of companies right now, because there are less jobs and more candidates for those jobs vying for those jobs. Um, but we see that as, uh, interestingly enough, kind of a, I use it to our favor, I guess, is the best way to put it right now, because we know things will come back. We know, you know. Other industries will bounce back, but obviously Bitcoin specifically is only going to continue to grow. Right. And mm-hmm. we, while we're somewhat beholden to these, you know, four-year cycles we've seen over the past few, you know, cycles, I I see that hopefully smoothing out. I see more capital coming into the space that kind of allows companies themselves to be somewhat immune to those cycles. And so the long story short, Bitcoin companies are going to grow, they're going to be founded, they're going to need to hire. So to the extent that we can lay this foundation now, put that flag up so that candidates, first and foremost, know that we're here to help them. And then that companies, if and when, when the time comes for them to to, to need this kind of you know, external support that we're here as well. So establishing our presence, establishing the brand, building some credibility, some trust in this bear market is, I think, the right time to do it. So that when things are just flying off the rails and everyone wants to get to the space, like we've we've already established ourselves.
0: Yeah, makes sense. And just a housekeeping note, I did mention it before we went live, but if I lose you, like if we get a power glitch here and it comes right back, usually it takes like a minute or two for the connection to reestablish. So just hang on and, and I'll hours. be back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Are are Bitcoin companies, I mean, I'm sure there are some positions being filled right now, but as you say, it's a Bitcoin bear market, it's a, you know, edge of a recession macro wise, you know, so, I mean, are are, are companies, are there a lot, um, what's the right way to put it, there's obviously not, probably not a, a ton of positions available, but you know, what kind of a, a mood is there in terms of companies looking for talent? I mean, you always need talent, you always have some positions to fill, but obviously less than when things are robust, like you were just saying. So what, what's the the general mood there right now?
1: I think it's and it maybe a, a sentiment that should remain moving forward is this like being as efficient as possible, you know, more done with less and, and not in a way that is that is sacrificing quality, right? But How can we be better with our with our capital? How can we better with our hiring plans, right? Hiring one great person instead of, you know, five people who ultimately, you know, 80% of that would have to get laid off in a downturn, right? So we're seeing maybe maybe just to say more thoughtful conversations around hiring, you know, how do we make sure we're scaling in the right way? How are we building in the right way? This is obviously an area where we can hopefully lean in with with teams, with companies and and be thought partners on that front. but yeah, I, I don't think that's a bad thing, perhaps. I, I think that's something that should persist, you know, and just being thoughtful around how you use your capital, how you deploy your capital, and how you how you build your teams. Um, beyond that, I think it's, uh, you know, we're seeing, I guess we could say we're seeing certain roles always be of importance, technical roles, of course. You know, we're going to gonna always have a, uh, just there's a requirement, right, for building that foundation from a technical standpoint for a lot of these, you know, products and services, if you will. So engineering teams, product teams, things like that are always, always an importance, not to say that the more general corporate functions, but but those are what you typically see as a company reaches a certain, you know, period of growth, right? And so I see when the when the bear market turns around, and again, more capital comes in this space, these companies will be rounded out with, you know, sales teams, with, you know, finance, legal HR, things like that. So that's just uh, another point to make that it's not always going to be technical needs in the Bitcoin landscape. Everyone, whatever your discipline is, you know, will somehow, some way be able to find a transition into Bitcoin, I think, if you should choose.
2: Mm-hmm. And to thinking about organizations, there's really two main buckets of how you place people within a company. There's executive level searches, and then there's more in, uh, individual contributors. Right now we're seeing more of uh, exec level searches, I'd say a higher level, just because I think where we're at in the market, and a lot of these Bitcoin startups, they need um, leadership, basically to, to build a foundation. And then after I'd say a year or so, then they start building out their teams and hiring all those individual contributors as well. So yeah, right now, I would say all the companies we're working with and a lot of them that we're talking to are looking for those upper level management. And yeah. that's where we're going out beyond the Bitcoin ecosystem to go find that talent. Um, and then our hope is, and we expect this and in the next coming months and year or so, um, the individual contributor roles will really start to spring up.
0: Right. What, what's the business model for, I'm not too familiar with recruiting. I, I had some friends that worked in it back in the day and I, I thought it was something like you get a certain number of months of, of the salary or, you know, what's the commission basically, or how does this business model work?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think to preface it too, I'll say this, it's like not giving away the secret sauce, right? But we're not reinventing the wheel here. You know, the recruiting industry has existed recruiting as a, as an external, you know, resources, like the, the vendor side of the fence, like that's existed for decades across all industries. It's been a, you know, been a a valuable, you know, product for some time, you know, so we're, we're not reinventing the wheel in that case. It's, it is surprising though, to see that we're, I mean, please prove me if I'm wrong. I'm still looking for this, but like in terms of the real embedded recruiting advisory type services, we are the first recruiting firm focused solely on the Bitcoin landscape. And I just, it blew my mind that that was the case, but I knew we had a huge opportunity to jump in and 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 really, you know, really grow quickly. Uh, But the model, yes, it's uh, the revenue, if you will, comes from companies. You know, I personally, I have this like, uh, this deep philosophy we have conversations internally around like you know, revenue structures and things like that but candidates should never pay you know you're looking for a job we'll do what we can to help you but you should never pay the revenue comes from companies who are obviously looking to fill their roles um, and generally the fee structure is yes it's a percent of that hires first year starting salary um you don't have to get too deep in the weeds there's other ways that we can you know work uh, uh in different types of terms with companies more embedded more like fixed fee models that kind of thing but in general yes you know it's the revenue comes from a company looking to, to make a hire. And, and we charge based on what the need, what the level, what the nuance of the role is.
0: And it's a, I mean, is it a lucrative business?
1: It's a very low overhead business, for sure. Um, right. You know, we don't we don't have our own significant, you know, technology stacks, if you will, of products and engineering, things like that, you know. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it can be, right? And I think, uh, yeah, I mean, let's just call it what it is. I think it's important to note that, that there can be an opportunity to have this be a, a significant Driver of revenue, and so a lot of our thinking is how can we then turn that revenue to other products and services for the space broadly, whether it's mm-hmm. educational content, building out, and this this will cost money. So it's it's you know taking what's making money and investing it in other areas that'll have a broader impact in terms of providing education for those looking to get into the space. You know, uh, easy accessible content. I mean, uh, goodness, we can go all day about some of our like big bold bets, but. Yeah, working with companies to build internship programs, like kind of extending the pipeline or opening up the pipeline at an earlier stage to to folks who are coming out of college, right? How how can they see Bitcoin as like the first industry they want to work in and not transition after going elsewhere, right? So there's all kinds of ways that we can uh, reinvest, if you will, the the revenue driving, recruiting sole business to to do a lot of other exciting stuff in the space.
0: Yeah. I'd like to talk about some of those ideas that you might have, but first just mm-hmm. what is it, like what's the value at other than you know kind of taking a load off of internal structure but like how do you guys how, how are you better at vetting prospects like how do you match people with a given role and what attributes of the the prospective job seekers or the job seekers are you looking for and how do you like is there a system in place like how do you really determine that a particular individual with a particular skill set and maybe even ones that you can't that aren't quantified yeah. on a given resume let's say how do you match that with also you know when a when a company posts a job they're they're probably um not listing things that they would want but they don't know that they want in a candidate so how do you marry those two there's two main
1: things i would say and and the first thing i'll start and say is actually i i would never say that i'm a better uh, judge of let's say engineering talent than a CTO right so I'm, I'm not going to assume the the very granular fine detail assessment of like technical ability and I know it sounds kind of controversial to say that statement because that's the service we provide is bringing people in but but it's actually different right it's not me just saying like you don't know what you're looking for let me go do it for you it's it's again two things so first and foremost it's uh, I think something can be said for like the efficiency gain through scale right we we are talking to so many people across so many relevant roles and in relevant industries right so over time, we, we have a pretty good bench that's built of, of candidates who could be a good fit, right? Um, we see a world, obviously, where everyone who is expressing interest in Bitcoin talent comes to us, right? Or at least, yeah, we, we have some relationship with that person through our network, right? Um, every individual company probably can't say that. And it's nothing against the company, but it's just, you know, there, there's a crowdsourced element of people coming to us for saying they want Bitcoin jobs, and then from there, we can connect them with the right talent. So there's, again, efficiency gain through that kind of like scale. The second piece is just the process, you know, and, and the truth is, and I, I know this to be true by having spent my entire career in this space and helping teams to hire, helping to distill to your point, like things that maybe aren't in the job description. So I can help to tease out and pull out actually what's going to be the right candidate. I'm not going to assess the engineer for an engineer, right? But I can help to understand a bit more around, yeah, what's going to go into the job description beyond the bullet points, right? And just the process management, you know, this is kind of tied to that point, but the overall, like, you know, uh, process of building a an efficient you know, recruiting loop or interview loop, I should say. How are we, again, doing the intake to understand what's going to go into the role? How are we then building a, a research project is really what it is, a talent mapping effort to understand, okay, well, these are the right kinds of companies. These are the right kinds of, of job titles, individuals, et cetera, et cetera, that go into the right candidate profile. Then the heavy lifting of recruiting, like really where the bread and butter is, is going to market, reaching out to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds thousands of candidates over, over a search, right, to make sure that we're canvassing the market, looking for the right person and starting those conversations. So a huge heavy lifting of process management, you know, uh, moving candidates through the interview uh, process, all the while collecting inbound and, and responsibly you know, uh, looking at applications and putting those talented folks into the pipeline as well. So a lot of different pieces that go into like what a recruiter does on a day-to-day basis. And maybe I have this chip on my shoulder, maybe it's just the, the lens through which I view it, but I've come from environments where Recruiting is an engine. Recruiting is a muscle that's required because I mean, companies are just moving so fast. Companies are hiring at such scale where where you need people to be focused on that. And so again, having the experience, having done this both internally in that kind of environment uh, as well as in an agency setting, both <laughs> agencies I've worked at and agencies I've run myself, you know, this this has continued to be a, a proven value add.
2: And to piggyback on that too, I, I think it's important to note that Bitcoin's cyclical nature. Um, kind of makes a, a, a quick, I guess, on-ramp, like they, a lot of Bitcoin companies act like startups, hire a bunch of people. And then what we saw in like 2021 to 2022, even to this year, these companies now have to lay people off. So that includes uh, HR and recruiting type of um, employees as well. So if you think about what we can do, we can kind of, depending on the, where the market's at, we can help a company ramp up their recruiting or ramp down and they don't have to take on the extra cost of hiring someone full time or after they hire them. Um there's not enough work for them just because the markets takes a downturn. So the, the ability I guess to flex up and yeah. down is a, a very big value I think we provide and saves how, Bitcoin companies lots of
0: money. How yeah, do you a great point scale down? Like
2: yeah.
1: So this is the point that I was going to make. It's, it answers that question, too. And, and Eric, yeah, thank you for raising that, because it's like the first question for an internal team is, do I even need help in the first place? Right. Like, can can I do this search myself, a hiring manager? Often we'll, we'll do that. And that's fine. You know, they'll they'll go through their own network as they should. They'll they'll run this internally. Um, and then they'll say, OK, yes, I, I need help. And then when you go to the second question, it's like, OK, well, do I need help internally or externally? Like, should we as a company build a recruiting function or should we just go to external resources, you know, ex- external partners? um obviously both have happened you know over the past decades and both have happened with success but I think that what we're seeing now is these like whipsaw kind of like you know uh, macro cycles we've gone through I I think cycles that typically take like eight to 12 years to play out we've seen two of those in the past three years right it's been Mm wild. and and through all of those overhiring layoffs overhiring layoffs all right so these companies are like always behind the ball just in terms of of you know making irresponsible decisions perhaps it's a whole other conversation but you know, trying to decide like how to plan, you know, how, how to do workforce planning responsibly for the future, right. And so to make that easier, let's just, you know, rely solely on external resources. And, and again, John, to your point, like, how do we flex up and down? Like, well, if a company raises a bunch of funding, they're going to hire a team of 100 engineers in six months. And I'll kind of, a, a you know, just an example here. Um, they could hire a recruiting team internally to handle that, but after they hire the 100 engineers, is that cadence going to continue? Is that like load going to continue? Probably not, right? So what does that recruiting team now do internally? Do they have to lay them off? I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully they don't go through that exercise because it's painful. Um, with us, yeah, we can come in. We can help you manage this project for six months, however long it takes, a year, you know, and then we part ways. You know, it's 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 not a, a sad thing to to move on from a, an engagement or a relationship like that. We're happy that we've been able to provide that value to a company and when they have that need again, then they'll hopefully come back because they enjoyed the service. But again, we are uh, we are definitely able to to flex up and down with a company's hiring needs, and that should be seen as like a a benefit, right? When using external resources versus building out your own team internally. Then you, I mean, you could go further down and say like, okay, we're also going to be saving you payroll costs. We're going to be saving you, you know, benefits, equity, et cetera, et, sure, et cetera. So sure. there's a lot of savings on that front for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get the point of engaging you guys to be just more precise, let's say, with you know, your spending, your allocation mm-hmm. for this particular task. But what I mean is in terms of flexing down, if layoffs have to occur, what's your guys' role there? Just that there's an existing relationship, the prospects go back in the talent pool and you kind of try to place them again. And so that makes the process a little bit more smooth or or what else? Yeah. What am I missing?
1: Yeah. So I guess to, to be clear, if the question is like, do we have any role during a layoff? Do we help right. clients, former clients, et cetera, in a layoff? No, we, we don't. You know, obviously we're focused on on growth. We're focused on helping to to hire talent. Um, selfishly speaking, of course, right? If if candidates unfortunately are laid off, then then yes, they can come back to us. And if we have other clients who are looking to hire, then we'd be happy to 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 help those talented individuals to find a new home. You know, of course we would do what we can on that front. Um, but there's really no uh, and it's not because there we don't choose to it's just it's a different service again we're, we're recruiting focus when you talk about layoffs and other kind of issues you're getting more into like human resources type type services um mm-hmm. and and that's just a little bit of outside of the scope of what we typically would focus on
0: how do you guys see biz dev in this industry in particular or your company in particularly in the bitcoin industry because um i remember i lived in china for a decade and i'd be getting hit up on LinkedIn and cold calls by the recruitment guys all the fucking time and so I mean so obviously super competitive industry and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff now you're the first doing this in Bitcoin only land so it probably means the cell can be you know a little more easy a little less intense but presumably competition will bubble up at some point sure. point. and so how will biz dev and sales because I'll preface this question by saying I think you know, as we all know, there's fiat way of doing things and there's Bitcoin way of doing things. And I think most of us think and like the idea that in Bitcoin land, things happen a bit differently, maybe not always super differently, but with a little bit of a different vibe and a different approach and perhaps with different considerations and principles at the forefront, let's say. Yeah. And so, um, at some point in the future and potentially now, because I don't, I I don't know your biz dev process right now, but I mean, how will you, uh, get those prospects and get those clients? Like what what, what will the sales process be like in an industry that I think, you know, I, I'm not too far out on a limb by saying values, um, well, honesty, integrity and uh, and quality and, you know, all those things. And not that the hardcore sales don't embody them, but there's, I don't know, something, something about the hard pitch, I think I in this industry, people are a bit sensitive to. So how do you guys see, you know, do, doing biz dev now and into the future?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll let Eric take most of this one because I know it's a lot of what he's working on, but but something I'll say quickly is just maybe setting the right tone up front. Yeah. So you, you talked about getting hit up yeah, in your career yeah, all the time by recruiters. This happens. We I'm a recruiter who gets hit up by recruiters, right? We all see this. And right. I'm gonna wager that most of us get pretty inappropriate or irrelevant or just yeah, you know, really spammy type messages. So I yeah, I'm a recruiter, but I'll admit the majority of the recruiting landscape is is yeah uh, less than than stellar, right? <laughs> Just Just to put it that way. Um, and and it feels salesy. So what I want to say right off the bat is like recruiting, at least again, and, and the type of recruiting I've done in the past, what we're trying to build here, like it shouldn't feel salesy, right? It it's it's more consultative, it's more like embedded, more advisory, right? Like there's more relevancy, all of that you know, is is important in terms of like our, our brand as it as it grows from this early stage, right? So it's never just throw resumes over a fence. It's never just reach out to I put these numbers at hundreds, thousands of candidates, but we're not just reaching out to folks who have like one keyword in their in their you know, LinkedIn profile or on Twitter, right? So it is more, more thoughtful, right, than that. So the recruiting itself should hopefully feel more value added than just like sales. Now, of course, I want that to translate in how we do business development and factoring in what we what we've already seen to work. You know, even in our month, two months of existence so far, as it relates to like being salesy versus just being like a trusted voice or a trusted partner in the space, you know, I think we want to rely on the network that we've already been building out. And again, Eric, I know he's been jumping into that, Michael as well, our third co-founder, like, we want to cultivate, you know, the, the relationships we've already built and kind of like grow the web from there, if you will.
2: Yeah, I'll jump in. I think it's important that people on the internet can see you're genuine, genuine and have integrity in the Bitcoin space as well. So I've been building, I guess you could say, my personal brand on Twitter for the past, past six months or so. Um, so you can go back and look and see if I'm like a real Bitcoiner or not. Like, this is what I do every single day. I talk about it every single day. And so our mission really is to help the Bitcoin network grow. This is what I really care about. Like, this is like my whole life right now. And I think that that mission that backs with my, my personality and my beliefs um, makes it genuine. Um, so what I'm trying to get at really is building a brand. So building a brand and having people already, such as Andy, that have proven valuable success in the recruiting landscape. Plus, we also have a team of advisors as well that are very well known in this space. Um, so, you know, at least our organization, we're we're a group of Bitcoiners, really. So if you're a Bitcoin company, you say, I want to work with other Bitcoiners because they probably have the same values as I do. Um, we're not trying to really make that quick sale and, and exit. We want to be here for the long term. That's that low time preference thinking, really. Um, so as we put out more content, as we help more and more companies hire, I think that'll be really shown as we keep posting about it too online. Mm-hmm. Um, so business developments, yeah, it's less salesy, more building a brand. Um, and and from there, it's it's providing value. So Bitcoin's all about providing value and showing that proof of work. So along the journey, as we show our success, we hope that other companies in the space see our value and utilize it. So This
1: business has natural flywheels built into it, recruiting in general, not even just the Bitcoin landscape, like uh, referrals from previous clients we've worked with, uh, candidates who are placed who now become clients hiring for their own roles. So these things uh, naturally grow the business over time too. And and uh, yeah, low time preference think, I mean, it's a great way to, to, to put it and using the ethos of the space too. It's like, do to be clear, do we want to service and, and yeah, support every single Bitcoin company? Absolutely. To the extent we can, of course, yes. But mm-hmm. do we want to like rush that process and have a like a, a, a team of sales folks reach out to every company in the space today to, to do that? No, not necessarily. Yeah, and, and I'll say it again clearly, I don't have any plans to hire a sales team. I don't think that, that makes sense. We have, you know, uh, through our advisory network, through through you know, our founding team, you know, to continue to cultivate that and grow the grow the business uh, responsibly and and in the right way, and, and not rush it, I guess, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, that, I mean that 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 seems wise. And again, you're in such a small pool currently that you yeah. know, as you say, the 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 hardcore pitch isn't even you know necessary right now because word travels so fast and and eric as you said you know and i totally agree obviously that it's easy to um there's less tolerance for fiat bullshit let's put it that way yeah. in in bitcoin space and you know one of my questions would be um it would be great to see linkedin die and have all the <laughs> bullshit on linkedin go with it and you you know you mentioned earlier that you know uh, uh and a non anonymous pleb with 20 followers on Twitter you know Mm. you're you're realizing how credential you know how capable they are and how credentialed they are and you know how well suited they would be for some of these positions um what is you know because one of the tasks you have in front of you is prospecting right like getting a a prospect list and figuring that out that that comes even before the pitch either to the prospect well Mm. to the prospect rather than the company and so, how do you go about that in this space? You know, maybe it's irrelevant right now because you're getting so much inbound. Um, but in the future, again, with an eye towards like, I think, I think LinkedIn, at least in this industry, is probably not gonna survive too long. Maybe, maybe that's my bias. Maybe it's my hope. You I know, hope you're right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so how do you see identifying uh, prospects yeah. to you know effectively go after in the future?
1: yeah I, I mean, I have many thoughts on this. I've lived on LinkedIn sadly, my whole career. i I, I just have had to, right? it's it's what I do every day. <laughs> looking at people looking at profiles, like, yeah, uh, I, I, I know how to use LinkedIn very well, but I hate that that's really the only tool. I mean, the the monopoly they have in the talent landscape, my goodness, right? Yeah,, yeah. um sadly, we do still use them a lot, even for this endeavor. And I'll say there are a lot of people who are identifying themselves as bitcoiners on LinkedIn. There's again you know some of our our uh, uh, you know approach of like hopefully bringing talented operators experts from other spaces and convincing them to come to Bitcoin like yeah we're finding them on LinkedIn too so LinkedIn is still a, a huge source of course secondly Twitter I mean Twitter and, and growingly noster as well right I mean finding more more uh, conversations that we want to join and just you know see what's happening and talk to people and get introductions I mean that kind of thing happens really really organically on on those social channels as well and also I'd say like in person you know this is something where admittedly it had been a, a you know, very infrequent um, kind of lever for me in, in previous recruiting environments, but that like organic in person, your local Bitcoin meetup going to the larger Bitcoin conferences, again, networking through there, to be clear, you can do this to find your own job without our service and, and we love that that's that's you know available and accessible, right but but us as a, as a business wanting to leverage those kind of organic in-person meetups, if you will, to uh, to grow our our uh, reach and to you know, find the right candidate, like that's that's a hugely valuable thing too. So those three, LinkedIn, being the biggest one, other social channels, Twitter, Noster, et cetera, and then in-person, you know, let those collectively, plus the inbound, of course, plus the applications, like it's it's able to uh, help us to build pretty robust, you know, talent maps for each and every search that we do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and to give some examples here, so when we initially started out in late 2022, um, we had this thesis that this is very much needed in this space, so what I did is I just kind of reached out to some people in my network and even some some cold DMs on Twitter, and I just said, hey, do you need any help with recruiting anything related to that? And, The response has been amazing, to be honest. So those initial people, me and Andy probably took, I'd say 10 to 15 calls at different companies. And even if they didn't need the services right now, they were like, oh, we definitely need this right now. Or sorry, in the future. And we we would love to work with you in the future. So validating the thesis right away by reaching out um, to initial connections, um, some cold DMs. And then more recently, we're thinking of it as our co-founder puts it, uh, Michael, as an art rather than a science. So we made a list of like, what are the top Bitcoin companies, most red brands
0: yeah
2: yeah, we want to work with. So we put them on a list and then we're just strategically going through, it. okay, who do we know um, within these companies? and if not, how can we get to them? So right now we're going through that process and it's it's going amazingly well. like I did not expect it to go so well. so. Lots of inbound because there aren't really competitors in the space right now, but we're hoping this initial client base we have will build a, a big enough moat that'd be really hard to compete with us because we're building up that brand too.
0: Yeah, it makes sense that it would, for sure. Uh, it's a massive advantage to be the first. Um, have you placed anyone yet? Is it too yeah. soon to ask that question? Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah. Uh, and what's that? What, what was the first one like? I mean, it's got to be satisfying, I guess. It, it is. Yeah. I mean, no, you're I mean, right. You've it's been it through it yeah, a million take, times. Take a but...
1: break. Yeah. Take, yeah. Take a step back for us as a team. Yeah. Celebrate that. But, but the first is not the win, if you will. It's the, the first of the beginning, you know? And so it's, again, absolutely deserving of a, of a little like reflection for us, Yeah, you know, for, for what we build so quickly right over the past, you know, couple of weeks and months, you know, getting clients on board, active engagements, contracts signed, you know, and now a candidate place. Like that's, that's a huge one. We're super excited for that. But again it's it's only the beginning and even with that one client i'll say like that's still the beginning with them there's lots more work to do there's lots more opportunity for us to continue to prove our value so so yeah i mean we're 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 focused on the future focused on moving ahead but yeah we're, we're happy to at least have crossed that threshold right
0: right how long does the process usually take
1: it does depend on the role i mean i, I would love to give you a, an exact answer here and and this is a common client question that comes up and so what i typically say it's like obviously there's something to be said for the level of the role, the nuance, right? You know, a VP of engineer versus, you know, a, a more entry-level role, like there's going to be, you know, a difference in time to fill, if you will. Um, the other thing is really what's our process So making sure we're buttoned up on that. And again, we, to the extent we can always ensure a client has this identified and outlined before we even go to market, that helps us to save time because we're not getting into the process and saying, oh, okay, now what? Who's Who talks with him next? Who talks with her next, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah, those are things that we need to have buttoned up. But generally what I like to say is you know the the winning candidate, if you will we're we're usually able to get introduced into the process in the first like four weeks, six weeks, maybe at most, and so from that point, it's like how how long can we or how how long will it take us to efficiently push that person and other candidates you know through the assessment process to feel confident in our final decision? That's where things can you know uh, get bogged down depending on a number of other reasons, but yeah, mm-hmm. assuming we have the right process, then it should be pretty quick and efficient
0: um now are you guys? Committed to being to only working with Bitcoin only companies? Or what's the criteria here? Because I yes. mean, obviously there's going to be a massive dangling carrot for shitcoin. Should we see another, mm-hmm. you know, shitcoin uh pump like we've seen a few times in the past. And there's so many web three and blockchain and blah, blah, blah sort of companies out there. And yeah. usually they have a lot of money to throw around and, and that's very enticing um so what's what's the the strategy or the parameters here for who you're going to be trying to attract as clients yeah we we will see that
1: we will see a, another shitcoin coin pump of course we will we'll see I mean so it was ICOs it was d5s nfts that like the the next iteration of that will exist in the next cycle too I don't know what it's going to be right but it'll be there right so those things will continue I I think it's just it's on us to stay true to our our mission from day one right and and I think honestly looking at where we are in the bear market, we're kind of already proven that to be true. I mean, I I know a lot of people who have gone that route, you know, from my former you know jobs and former life, right? You know, the, the money today is there, you know, there yeah. are tons of VC backed opportunities, web three companies, you know, different chains, L2s, L3s, L4, however fucking you know, high up they want to go, right? <laughs> so there are yeah, there are tons of opportunities, tons of money, tons of hiring And... There are tons of firms already doing that too. Yeah, there are a lot of people who have who have um everyone makes their own decisions for their own reasons, right? But there's been obviously a, a, a gravitation towards that. And those companies are doing well. You know, no, no, no knocking them. Yeah, they're doing very well yeah, financially right now. Um it's just, you know, not what we want to focus on. And low time preference, thinking again, you know, I think we'll we'll slowly start to absorb you know, everything back into to what we know to be true. Um and to the extent that we've spent the time up front through the down periods to to, you know, solidify that focus that we have and and that reputation we've built, Yeah, that I think it's going to benefit us long-term.
2: And to expand on that too, so thinking about language, um, obviously we want to work with Bitcoin-only companies. Now, there might be some fringe cases where there, there are companies that primarily, you know, work, I guess, uh, have products or services for the Bitcoin ecosystem, but they also might shitcoin a little bit. So to take an example, um let's think of like fidelity, right? We wouldn't necessarily turn down fidelity, but we're going to tell them, "Hey, we're only going to work for your roles that that only promote Bitcoin." So, if they want to hire an Ethereum analyst or something, we're going to say no. If you want to hire a Bitcoin analyst, yeah, we can help with that. Um so think about the language. Uh, we we tend to go with Bitcoin focused, but we really are focusing on Bitcoin only. Um but for those fringe cases, we we will expand slightly.
1: Yeah. I'll continue to add to that. It's, uh, you know, we, it's not even this like moral high ground type position, Uh, you know, hire what you want to hire, build the business you want to build like that. That's everyone's prerogative. I, I don't want to spend the time and the energy to tell people what they shouldn't do. I just want to be here to help them with what I agree is the right thing to work on. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, it just anchors in what our expertise is going to be like, no, we, we won't touch your XYZ role it's not because that's our attitudes, because that's just not the value we had to provide. You know, here's some other firms that can do that, but but we've built the expertise in this one particular landscape, and that's what we want to continue to add value in. So that, that's how we position it, right? Um, and then I would say the, yeah you know, part of the thesis too is that, you know, Bitcoin companies, like what are Bitcoin companies today, like Bitcoin companies need to be Bitcoin companies because there's not enough products, there's not enough services, there's not enough like great user experience in the space, like all these things need to be built. And so that's like the first step. But beyond that, Bitcoin as a we can get very like, you know, uh, yeah, ambiguous here, but Bitcoin is like the idea. It's going to infiltrate everything, right? And so Bitcoin companies, it's like, I think, Eric, you say this sometimes, right? It's like internet companies of, you know, the, the 90s, the 2000s, like everything is an internet company today or everything is a software company today, right? So that's mm-hmm. going to kind of happen within the Bitcoin landscape too. And so there will be traditional firms. I, you know, we can name several today, but there were there are larger companies existing today who are not founded as a Bitcoin company but we'll start to operate in the landscape and if they're approaching it in the right way and like we truly see them like you know th- their light bulb has gone off and they want to add value and we believe that they're doing the right thing then yeah we support them too so we don't have to draw the line there either
0: yeah well kudos to you guys for taking that approach because one i assume at least early days you'll have to leave a lot of money on the table mm-hmm. you know because you might just go into a pitch meeting with a company and, and they'll mm-hmm. be like look we want to hire some bitcoin people and we want to hire some whatever shitcoin people um and we'd rather just work with one firm for all of it so you know you seem like nice guys but thanks um and you know as you say i I think you're you know obviously i think your thesis will will be borne out in the end and and staying true to it early days will uh, pay off greatly long term um but you know another another well maybe i'll this is the right way to ask the question but would you ever pitch roles to prospective company clients and just Hmm. to put some more context in that um perth heat is a baseball team in Hmm. australia and um they have a chief bitcoin officer and he's he's kind of transformed the team into well a baseball team that is like infused with bitcoin so it's not just is it
2: steven you're talking about
0: uh there's another guy there's the CEO and then there's the chief Bitcoin officer. I'm blanking on the name right now, but it very much. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I know Steven. Well, well, maybe, Uh Um, but you know, they they don't just accept Bitcoin. Like they kind of just, they use, they leverage Bitcoin in many different ways uh, in the baseball team and to what apparently has been great success on a number of different levels. You know, they're how they pay um, their players and the engagement they get from audience in field, like in, in the ballpark and online Mm -hmm uh you know it's just and this is this is again this is the thesis right like if Bitcoin truly is just a, a better way of communicating value let's say then mm-hmm. integrating that into a business that deals with a product of service of value and transmitting that value to others I mean it's 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 going to it's kind of a no-brainer or at least it's going to be anyways point being would you ever approach your your big multinationals and pitch them a particular role like a chief Bitcoin officer and say hey look. This is the wave of the future. I know you don't know much about it yet. I know you don't have a lot of positions for it, but we're finding that a lot of companies are hiring a chief Bitcoin officer just to play that role of seeing where Bitcoin can be a value add to their enterprise or to their business. And of course, that would be like a doorway in because once you have a chief Bitcoin officer and if if things are going well, they need to hire all these other Bitcoin people to do all these other things. So would that ever be part of the biz dev or do you strictly wait to be approached for specific roles and you don't, because obviously it's somewhat delicate but um, yeah what, what, what are your thoughts on that it's it's a really interesting question I
1: yeah a couple a couple immediate thoughts I mean what is our core business right a, a lot of the times when we have I mean, all of us three of us have these awesome ideas right but but they're out there ideas and it's like sometimes especially early stage you know, let's let's anchor back to like what is what is our, our focus today what is our core mm-hmm. mission what is our business model? what is going to drive revenue, right, you know, to some degree. And so that that has to be rooted in, in providing recruiting services, you know, for clients who are actively hiring or soon to be hiring, et cetera, et cetera, right. And so it's not something we've thought about in the short term, but I think it could be addressed by a lot of what we think for the medium and long term as it relates to like our educational type content, right. And this is relevant on both sides of the fence. So for candidates, again, think th- thinking of like, Providing education to folks who maybe are a little bit curious, but then by learning more than they're full on, like, I want to get a job in Bitcoin, so it's growing our, our talent pool, it's growing the supply side, if you will, right? Um, so that education for candidates is valuable, but education for companies can be repackaged as, like, onboarding material for, let's say, traditional companies who are now hiring Bitcoiners. Um, it could be, like, uh, you know, releveraging of existing workforces internally to now be Bitcoin-focused teams. So, like, there, there's a lot of, like, revenue-driving um, opportunities for education in the corporate landscape. This could be an interesting part of that, right? So more like proactive evangelism type work, right? You know, where we're we we see an opportunity for for a business perhaps before they've they've come to this realization, right? And I mean, yeah, who who knows if it's going to be well well received or not, but like, you know, to, to ask the question and to try and leverage our networks that we built over that time to like get in with leadership teams of of you know exciting companies who are not yet Bitcoin companies. Sure, I love the idea. Maybe John, we can talk about this yeah, moving forward, but it's um <laughs> It's something that I think, yeah, (laughs) to the extent we're like growing the space in all ways, right? Right. If that's like our our more overarching mission statement, um, then that should certainly fall within it. How can we do that?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's probably a little bit of uh, wishful thinking uh, (laughs) from my perspective on that and knowing how bureaucracies work, you know, because again, from our perspective, we might just think if you're a big company, why not pay someone 100 grand a year to just be that person to see if there's anything that bitcoin you know what 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 relationship or what what could bitcoin do for the business but of course we know how bureaucracies work and they don't often think like that w- that way and they're kind of sluggish and they're resistant to yeah, to sure. new and novel things especially as as foreign and you know how much of a paradigm shift bitcoin represents it's as we all know it, it's it's kind of uh of off or on sort of realization like you just <laughs> you, you, you don't see it until you do and then you know then it's kind of all encompassing yeah. but um But yeah i mean i don't think that's too far-fetched to to, if i'm not you know if the wishful thinking is at all accurate why wouldn't there be demand for for people just saying like just in case you know Have, have someone there to be proficient in in assessing our business and be knowledge knowledgeable enough in the bitcoin space to say where are the synergies here and is that worth 100 grand a year i mean for depends on the business i suppose but think the answer will be yes for a lot of people yeah or, or even offering know. it as as a part of like an advisory service right with, yeah, sure. with yeah. our
1: advisory network with our our team that's already been built like how can we collectively you know land in a company and help build out certain things related to to their you know bitcoin adoption right it could be more mining focused could be more like media focused etc cetera, etc cetera, right but within the advisory network that we have like that could be an interesting thing to provide to companies um on like a project type basis. And, and then if they want to hire that person moving forward, yeah, there, there's another opportunity there to find someone right. to, to steward that program moving forward for the long run.
0: Yeah, we, we we touched on earlier, you know, these kind of other value adds that you were considering. Yeah. And I know, obviously, early days, you just focus yeah. on the main thing and, and get that rolling. But what are, in, in addition to what you just referenced, you know, what are some of the things that you see this flourishing into as the space matures and there's more demand from, from companies, more spaces to fill. I think there'll always be a pretty robust demand for, you know, on the prospect side. Um,
2: Yeah. To jump in real quick. Um, So what I've experienced working at a Bitcoin company myself and noticing how the ecosystem operates right now, it's a lot of startups. And I don't think startups have the onboarding processes and, and I guess check-ins to really develop one's career. So speaking to myself, you know, I just turned 27. I'm relatively young in my career. Um, I had to kind of plan out my own goals and ask for that, that, that guidance within my role. So how can we build out onboarding systems that, are, that exist in traditional fiat companies that also tie into Bitcoin, too, and develop one's career? So we're, we mentioned internships before. So if someone coming straight out of college gets a job within a Bitcoin company, how do we develop this person? Um, mm. So that's one thing we're definitely thinking about, uh, and then I guess on the on the candidate side of things, um, thinking about providing extra education resources, that kind of stuff. Like, how do we help you transition out of your fiat career into Bitcoin? And I think there's a lot to be built around that as well.
1: Yeah, there's there's so many ideas, and I think as we try to like distill them amongst the three of us, right, internally and, and organize our thoughts, you know, I think they all end up falling within those two buckets. So it's Education slash content, right? And and advisory. Right. And so a lot of the things that we can come up, a lot of the ideas will probably fall within those buckets just to simplify it to make it easier to plan for the future. Um, but even off the top of our head within that, yeah, everything Eric had just shared, you know, on, on the educational front on both sides. I also think of it from from my lens, you know, being almost 10 years Eric Senior, you know, how how would I have liked to have shortened my journey to Bitcoin? Right. It took me too long, perhaps, right? So how can we have we provide those kinds of things for folks to to get here faster and not make mistakes along the way, kind of thing. Um the advisory stuff, yeah, everything we've discussed, you know, uh, helping a company to transition to, you know, uh, implementing their Bitcoin strategy, if you will, which, again, sounds silly because, like, again, companies 10, 20 years ago, like, what's our, what's our, you know, uh, internet strategy? It's just the strategy moving forward, right? So we, we know that companies will be wanting to do this uh, eventually. Um, so a lot of that could fall out fall of there. I mean, yeah, on the internship side i have these dreams of like building out uh, feeder type programs but actually building like genuine and embedded type relationships with with top universities you know across mm. not just the us but, but globally you know, i think a big thing for me that we haven't talked a lot about today is this like this global lens like bitcoin is not an american phenomenon or you know, a north american phenomenon even you know there's there's so many ways and to the extent that people can like already pull themselves out of that like us focused lens of how to view bitcoin like it's, we can go way down deep down this rabbit hole. It's not a political thing, right? It's not a, it's not a, Yeah, you know, it's just not an American thing in general. There are so many ways that it's being leveraged across the globe and, and, you know, new to those individual circumstances, right? So I also want to see Bitcoin companies be founded in different corners of the globe. I want to see Bitcoiners coming from different parts of the globe and getting opportunities and not having their particular geographical location be a hindrance to getting into the space too. So yeah, you know, very broad and ambiguous there, but to the extent that that we can you know create opportunity, extend opportunity you know globally, that's that's something I would like to to see us kind of accomplish as well.
0: And can you yeah. service clients on the prospect and the company side globally at the moment?
1: We can, yeah. I mean it's important to note we we have recruiting coverage, you know, boots on the ground in Europe today. So you know with us in the US covering all the Americas, US, Central, you know, South America, um, and then you know from Europe through Africa, um, we do have that coverage. Don't have anyone sitting in asia today but obviously that would be you know on the on the roadmap for us too
0: do you accept bitcoin
1: absolutely <laughs> prefer actually <laughs> absolutely you know because
0: you can see um and that's one of the things that's so cool about what's happening with lightning and all the stuff that's popping up around it um a good example and i'm not too familiar with it but you guys know stack work paul etoy we do yeah we do um you know and so I don't know how it's evolved since i spoke to him like over a year ago now but the premise was you know if if someone has a cell phone they can do some you know digital work rather basic so you don't need that yeah. many qualifications um but you can you know when you have the time you can log in you can do this work whether it's you know identifying stuff for ai or whatever the task mm-hmm. may be translations mm-hmm. um, you do it for a few hours maybe make three four five bucks an hour whatever it is it's paid in bitcoin you don't need, you know, you don't need anything else. You, you No other infrastructure required. That's the work. That's the payment yep. done. No friction. You don't need bank accounts. You don't need IDs. You don't need employment contracts, nothing. That's it. And uh, I mean, that's part of the dream, right? Of this mm-hmm. flourishing, you know, frictionless exchange of value and work being done is that you don't need all these fiat, encumbrances like your bank accounts and like your ids Mm -hmm. and like your employment chronic contracts now some of those given the context will still be used for a while but Mm -hmm. i I, you know i love the idea of just being able to work and be compensated for that and not have noise in between um and in that environment you know i presume the services that you you guys provide will still be valuable maybe they'll be delivered in a slightly different way and the you know some things will be different about it but um how do you guys see a you know a more hyper bitcoinized future in this sort of business
2: i think I, jump real quick i think since covid we, we've seen obviously that transition to remote work and me myself i moved across country from pennsylvania i'm in utah right now because i work strictly from a laptop so as long as you have an internet connection at, or a mobile phone now you can work from wherever you want tie in now a, a lightning mobile wallet or a bitcoin address and you can get paid anywhere in the world now it's still up to you you know whatever jurisdiction you're in, make sure you report your income or follow the laws from that jurisdiction. But now this marketplace is open to the entire world. How do we tap into the talent in Africa or in Asia that traditional American companies kind of been ignoring in a way? Um, So uh, being Bitcoin Talent Co being a light to to help that workforce really shine and onboard them to this remote remote work uh, ecosystem, I think it's going to be, really um really valuable here in the in the very near future
1: yeah uh, paul's a great example of of this where paul's obviously a bitcoiner i mean through and through yeah but stackwork I, I, definitely not speaking from i'd love to hear you know, how he thinks about this but i wouldn't say stackwork is a bitcoin company and that the the platform itself you know the ai kind of generated human element on the back end it's you know operating in the same space as the revs the assemblies uh, but their differentiator and why they will be more successful than those other players is because they're leveraging a Bitcoin kind of behind the scenes, right, to process payments, to essentially open up the, the supply side of their equation to allow more workers on the platform to service these micro tasks, right? It, it's just, it's it's phenomenal how, you know, opening that access from a payment standpoint has allowed them to drive prices down, things like that. So, yeah, you know, leveraging a Bitcoin behind the scenes is kind of that thesis we talked about earlier, where other companies, maybe their product on the face is not Bitcoin, but they're going to have to leverage Bitcoin in some way, right? Um so we will see a lot more of that you know, now thinking of that in our own setting I mean I just look up and down as small as it is today we still have like a, a tech stack if you will I mean everything that we do in a recruiting you know standpoint of like LinkedIn we talked about it God if we can you know <laughs> have a new LinkedIn that'd be great but LinkedIn everything we use for our contracts for our banking for our invoicing for billing for um holding you know funds uh, I mean all the way down the stack our ATS like our candidate focused CRM all these things if there's a Bitcoin version if you will. That would be exciting and we're starting to see that yeah you know, obviously we can, can look at companies like um open node we can look at companies like level field obviously really exciting kind of their big announcement recently with uh yeah i mean i, I guess yeah becoming the first legitimate bank right like actual banking charter but focused on on bitcoin
0: so was oh, that the yeah. wences thing in gibraltar uh about?
1: no here in the states um i can't think of the whole founding team but but we know lisa uh from from level oh, field. Right, right, from right, level right. field financial based out of houston i think it is right yeah. And so, as I, I'm probably butchering, but as I understand it, yeah, you know, they you know, have gone the opposite direction, like starting as a, a bank, like a legitimate bank, FDI insured bank, right? Yeah, you know, they bought a, an existing bank, but they're obviously a Bitcoin company and helping people to you know, easily transfer from fiat to, to Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera. You know, have like more all encompassing Bitcoin banking features in a more traditional setting, maybe more easily adopted setting for people who aren't already Bitcoiners themselves. Um, we, as a business operating in Bitcoin, we obviously want to have our like fiat dollars for now with an institution like that, right? So we're starting to see this. Like, it's not it's not like we're dreaming of the future. These things are happening. You know, there mm-hmm. are companies that can help with payroll, or sorry, with invoicing that can help with contracts and things like that. But I want to see that continue to to move forward and, and operate in this you know hyper Bitcoin is world that you're they're referring to, right? Where like everything we do is is uh, the Bitcoin version, if you will. But again, I think it's silly to say that because the Bitcoin versions we're talking about ultimately I think just become the standards right you know once we kind of fully come full circle where it's like it's not our bitcoin strategy we're not a bitcoin company we're just a company everyone uses bitcoin now right
0: yeah and i think the the first to integrate bitcoin for that reason will have a tremendous advantage over you know the laggards let's say um you know you mentioned the the kind of your tech stack is basic let's say do you guys see well the software is eating the world sort of uh statement right like it's coming for everything and you guys see a future where you're more of a software company and I'll 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 share an anecdote with you I when I was living in China I think in 2014 16 something like that uh, I interviewed uh, an entrepreneur at a, a startup and I think there may have been some so-called AI element but you know back then it was probably fairly basic um but anyways the punchline was is that they would the companies, at least for some, because this won't apply to certain positions, but for some of the positions they were looking to fill, they would go to the companies that um, they were working with, and they would have um, their top people in whatever category, you know, fill out a some kind of an, a, a test or a gamified mm-hmm. aptitude, something, something, you know, to try mm-hmm. to, and, you know, uh, this whole process is highly dependent on how good those tests are, because what are totally. you actually teasing out? But once they would get that data, then they had, um, you know, use social media and their networks and gamification to basically blast those same tests out to like the, you know, the, the WeChat verse, let's say. Mm-hmm. So like if you were some, you know, some kid, you know, in high school in Chengdu or, you know, you were a 22-year-old working at a restaurant in Chongqing or something like that, you could play this game and submit it. And based on where you lined up, in reference to the top performers in in this client company, you might get brought into the fold. You might get mm-hmm. a follow up, you know, test or a follow up email and say, hey, you know, here's another one, or mm-hmm. you know, we'd like to talk to you or something like that. Now, of course, you can imagine with Bitcoin how all this is even more gamified because you'd have that value layer and you could actually pay people to pay the test. And mm-hmm. as they incrementally got further along, they get more per test and all that kind of stuff. But punchline just being that's obviously a way that that company was leveraging software and technology to dramatically expand the net of their prospective, you know, clients they were working with in order to find placements for their corporate clients. Um, And, you know, the, you cast a wider net, you're going to have a a greater chance of having talented uh, prospects and that benefits the, the, the client companies. So, Again, I know we're like getting way ahead of ourselves here because you, you started a month ago, but do you see that as a natural evolution of this service that it's it's going to become, you know, maybe there'll always be a face to face, shake your hand element of the business creating relationships, of course, but does it, does it, will you necessarily have to kind of become more of a software company, because I presume there will be entrance into the space that take a far more software centric approach, mm-hmm. and who knows how effective they will be in and how that will change the, the the dynamics of competition in the space. So yeah. how are you guys looking at that?
1: Yeah. I, a couple of things I would say, I, I don't think that a recruiting firm, you know, in, in the kind of model that we have, or, you know, many other companies that, in that, you know, uh, like filling recruiting roles, right. Don't have to evolve to software companies to survive. But I think the ones that will last the longest that will compete you know strongly in a increasingly digitized world I and mean, we're already in the most you know digital world right but this is always going to continue with ai um that we can leverage those types of tools to make our job more efficient uh, that's probably like the middle ground you would wind up in right and we can also look at it this way like uh, mm-hmm. maybe like i said the chip on my shoulder the lens of like always having been a recruiter and the conversation that's been ongoing in my space for you know 10 plus years now like will recruiters be out of jobs Yeah, you know, will ai take all of our roles like some of them yeah a Maybe, lot of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly yeah i mean I, I yeah you have to be able to to recognize this to to you know to protect yourself from that kind of future right but yeah you know, I, I do ultimately come back to the feeling that it's like recruiters who know how to use these tools will be the ones who survive not like all recruiters are going away and especially as it relates to like you know the more shake your hand you know look eye to eye like if you're helping a, a an executive level candidate transition you know from one role to the next and making a big career change a big change for their families for their lives like there's a lot of things that go into a job change that beyond just like uh, an AI matching type system, right? And so the negotiation of compensation, the the step-by-step building of trust in and in a, you know, rapport that, that allows someone to even get comfortable enough to like make that final decision, like those are the things that I think will still require some human elements and and we'll have to do that. We will have to provide that. We will want to provide that service, right? But we also look at it like, okay, well, what's scalable. How can we continue to grow? How can we provide as much value? And, and certainly we'll see software uh, continue to eat more into like, you know the the research, the competencies matching, even the assessment to some degree can all start to be automated, and and yeah, if it, uh, you know, supports our business, helps us to be more efficient and grow. Then, then absolutely want to leverage that. Always open to building the right things internally or looking for the right types of software tools and partners to to leverage to to give us a competitive advantage. You know that, that's just always going to be like my my way of operating. Um, but I don't know if we would become a software company. It's an interesting interesting kind of like. Uh, you yeah, know, specification, like when you cross that threshold, when are you no longer a services company and now like truly a, a SaaS model with only recurring revenue? Like would that be our only revenue structure? Hard to say a hundred percent, but, um, but we probably always have a, a little bit of a hybrid. Yeah.
0: Let me ask if this would fall into your kind of parameters for who you do business with or what type of business do you do? And this is, you know, kind of a playful question, but I can see a future where people will preferentially want to hire Bitcoiners, even if it's not for, you know, like a Bitcoin role, let's say, mm-hmm. you know? So like, just a very rudimentary example, if I was hiring a plumber and there was five available and I knew one was a Bitcoiner, I want to hire the the Bitcoiner plumber, all else being equal, of course, and that's never the case. So, the, you know, there's a lot of nuance here, but I guess the 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 question is just that would that help broad i know you i know you're you're not like a platform for uh, you know odd jobs or anything like that but if there was sufficient demand just people want to hire bitcoiners you have this big you know uh, pot of bitcoin people yeah. yes you you have a lot of different criteria associated with that but i don't i don't know is there any do you see anything in the future where you know that in itself Super is a resource cuz you could you know you could you could facilitate that and yeah, I think there'll be some demand for it, at least from Bitcoin. For sure. You know?
1: For sure. I, I agree. And, and you admitted this. You're, you're exactly right. You know, it's, that's a different service. That's not a recruiting platform, right? That's right, not a recruiting right, right. like firm, if you will. Um, that is a, you know, if we're looking at like the, the, you know, getting everything verticalized, like Bitcoin only, it's like the Bitcoin version of a TaskRabbit, if you will, or, or something right. like that. Yeah. Um, and that should exist. I, again, that's a whole nother business. It's a whole nother, nother uh, set of challenges. But I would love to see that. If anyone has that idea, talk to us. Maybe we can work together on it. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> but I, but I think the, the last point I'll make to that is it, it raises an interesting kind of question because you know I, as we talk through what we're doing, we do unfortunately, unfortunately, kind of get focused on this like you know knowledge workers or professional or like corporate type environments. Like yes, that is kind of what we focus on because that's what the types of companies we're working on need for their roles. But that's not to say that's the only important thing in the landscape, right? Like uh, there was, I'll, I'll say it directly. I think there was an exchange recently, Eric, right? Um, uh, Blue-collar Bitcoin. You know, I, I think that they're doing a lot of awesome stuff. And and uh, the person who owns the account, I, I don't, if you want to reach out, I'd love to talk to you about this. I, I don't know who personally runs the account, but there was a, a notion of like, not everyone needs to get a job in Bitcoin. He's right. He or she's right. 100%. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually love that because it brings up an interesting debate where we are focusing on a very particular corner of the ecosystem, but we by no means intend to say that this is the only thing that's important, right? We just, there's, there's a lot of opportunity here. This is the background I come from. Again, for better or worse, this is where I can provide value. But there's other areas where the Bitcoin ecosystem can grow just because, you know, uh, people are paying their electrician in Bitcoin now. They're paying their plumber or they're building other companies, you know, based on their other kind of skill sets, right, that, that are outside of like the tech landscape that yeah. needs to happen I want to see that to happen I unfortunately don't have as much expertise in that landscape but yeah like I'd love to to do what we can to to facilitate you know growth in those areas too
2: I think there's something to hiring Bitcoiners overall going back to where we started out you know that that integrity part um the values that big share I think if you staff your business if it's a traditional fiat business let's just say it's landscaping company like anything you hire bitcoiners there's a really good chance you're going to do very well
0: landscaping company,
2: (laughs) carving, (laughs) carving bees into the, uh, the hedges. (laughs) No, but yeah, there's everyone I've worked with so far in this space, not everyone, but you know, most people, most Bitcoiners are mission driven. They have a Mm. reason to work. And I think a lot of people like, especially my age um, have that high time preference thinking. So employing people that have more low time preference thinking, a little more business oriented, um, if they put in the work to study Bitcoin that means I would say that they're, they're probably a little bit um a little bit smarter on the on the scale of of knowledgeable workers so yeah employing bitcoiners is a great benefit to your business I would say
0: yeah I mean I I totally agree with the sentiment that not everybody has to work for a Bitcoin business you know and a, a lot of people if they have existing skills and existing career like and they become bitcoiners I mean I'm as you said just receiving Bitcoin for payment for your services is is awesome as well and i'm sure a lot of people will be content with that but as as i'm sure we're all aware you know you find yourself in clown world in 2023 and this thing in bitcoin emerges as being so meaningful to you for a number of different reasons you know not least of which is you see it as a potential solution to rectify some of that clown worldiness and you know it consumes your thinking and you want to contribute to it in some way you want to bring its value into your own life as well there's always a selfish component of that and I think for that reason people just recognize how much better their experience of work would be if they were with a bitcoin company you know how much more energized how much more enthusiastic i mean i'm sure we've all been in roles that are literally like i mean we use the term soul destroying that's like Mm -hmm. pervasive when you're in a shitty job like that's such a just investigate that term it's so horrible right like you're (laughs) you're in this thing where every Mm -hmm. single day you're grinding it out and you just like big size. When you get up, you're not excited. You hate Monday the work. Morning. You, you <laughs> hate yourself for doing the work. Put like just it's just horrible. Versus knowing that uh you know you still got to get up. You still got to put your boots on. You still got to have some discipline and routine and all that kind of stuff. But you get to contribute to something that one is bigger than yourself and what and you find so meaningful. And that that just that flips it to the opposite thing. It makes it like soul expanding. Let's say. And then of course you know that if you play your cards right. And if you can find the value that you have and continue to refine it, extract it, express it, and plug it in somewhere, then more value will literally flow in the sense of, you know, streaming payment and payments in the future. Hmm. Uh, and now to some extent to you. And so you, you're getting the best of both worlds. And I think naturally, a lot of people look at that and be like, I want some of that. I want to wake up and have that feeling. Not that there won't be tough days, not that there won't be challenging circumstances and all that kind of stuff. But if you've got to wake up and deploy your labor to, you know, feed yourself, put a roof over your head and fulfill whatever ambitions you might have, why would you not want to do it in service of the thing that you find most meaningful, whether that's Bitcoin or fucking whatever it is, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously, a lot of people are really into their given field for that very reason, because it's meaningful, but a hell of a lot more are just, they become soulless NPCs, because they spent 40 years doing something that is meaningless to them. They hate. They don't like the people that you know they're around with, and they just put on this mask to get them through the day. And you know, you come home, you take off the mask, and substance abuse and depression, like all that crazy yeah. shit that we know. And the 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 result is clown world. And so I think it's just a recognition that if you're going to be an element of a solution of turning things around and and cultivating a better individual, family, society, you need to be doing something that's going to force you or inspire you rather to extract the best from you and 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 put that out there. And so, you know, that's why you got a thousand plus people hitting you up, being like, mm -hmm. fuck, place me as soon as possible. (laughs) I need to get out of this shit. (laughs) I would say anecdotally
2: speaking, for myself, I that's exactly the feeling I had. So my engineering job, it was the worst. Um I had the Sunday scaries, had the Sunday scaries every single day of the week. I did not want to go to work. I forced myself to go there because I needed to get a paycheck. Um, And then that translated into other issues. Like you mentioned substance abuse. Like I was just like, I want to get home and smoke some weed because I don't want to think about work anymore. Like I don't want to like think about this world. I have to go into the office the next day. So transition to a Bitcoin company now. I think it's important to know you you spend, let's just say, eight hours a day with your coworkers, right? Wouldn't you want to spend like a third of your life with people that you like to be around and talk to and share the same values as you? Yeah. So whether it be in a Bitcoin company or a traditional fiat company with other Bitcoiners in it, just being around other Bitcoiners makes makes work so much better. And I've experienced that at Bitcoin Magazine. Experienced it now working with Andy and Michael. Um, yeah, it's 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 such a different feeling. And now I get up every day. I just love I love working because there's this part of me that that I know I have a bigger purpose. It's yeah. not just collecting that paycheck.
0: And you feel I, I'm sure you feel like you can be yourself more you know because you go oh, to that, that, that fiat job and for all the reason you know you hate the work and all that kind of stuff as you mentioned with the with your colleagues you may not line up you know on on values as certainly as well as you might with Bitcoiners but then everything becomes so kind of artificial right well there's certain things I can't talk about let's not have the political or the religious or the whatever conversations Yep. and you know the small talk is you know, whatever bullshit is in the legacy media media at the moment or the sports ball stuff. And I hate to be too disparaging of that kind of stuff because there's a place for it. But when it's like yeah. when it's all there is on offer with the people that you're spending, as you said, eight, eight hours a day with, it's just another element that grinds you down. And you're like, I'm 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 a shell of myself. I'm not Definitely. able to really, you know, step into who I think I am and or can be. And And that's a horrible way to live. And that's a horrible um, thing to subject yourself to. And and it's just, it's amazing that, you know, there's many amazing things about Bitcoin. But one of them is, is that as by virtue of it developing in the way that it is, it's providing so many people, not just the financial freedom and that kind of opportunity, but the opportunity to engage what they have to offer to the world in like a, a manner that is basically unprecedented in a manner that they get to do it with the people that they want to do it with in the way they want to do it. And, you know, and they naturally, you don't, it's not like the companies have, again, being a little idealistic here, but I think it's, it's broadly true. The companies don't have to crack the whip as hard because those individuals all are inspired to improve themselves, refine themselves, you know, they're ambitious for themselves and for the work they're doing. And so everything just seems more natural and you get, uh, you know, flourishing basically and it's um it's amazing to see and i'm almost envious of you guys you know because you're going to be interacting with so many candidates who have that like pent up desire for that and so you're going to interact with it on that way and then of course you're going to be interacting with companies who have already filled themselves largely with those sorts of people and that kind of energy and so when you have those meetings with both i mean I, i think it's going to be well andy you know particularly for you, probably far more enjoyable than those that you done. <laughs> experienced in your prior career.
1: Yeah. And, and I love the, um, just like how, how diverse all these conversations have already been so far. And and I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning myself over time, like what hyper Bitcoinization means. We all have our ideas, you know, obviously it's increased adoption, everyone's using it, right. But I increasingly think like,
0: hyper Bitcoinization like? is like,
1: yeah, yeah, it's well, it's everyone finally finding what Bitcoin means to them, right. Mm. And And there, there will still need to be differences across countries, you know, neighbors, things like that. But, but to, to finally reach a certain threshold where like, foundationally, we all understand Bitcoin and believe that it's better for the world. Like part of that does like, to be clear, like reaching this foundation does do away with a lot of the the mess, the trash today, but it still leaves room for like, I mean, heaven forbid, a Bitcoiner who's a vegan, right? Or, you know, a Bitcoiner who loves baseball. Like these things will still happen. That's okay. It doesn't mean you're not a Bitcoiner, right? Like, Yes, I love steak, you know, but I also like to drink a <laughs> beer and I do watch sports on occasion. So like, do
0: I fit into the mold? Maybe to some people, no, right?
1: But but I think well, that's, that that, that's the, that needs that's to the, happen.
0: That's part of the the fascinating unifying aspect. And again, I mean, this is this is when you talk about something that's so meaningful and so unifying and I explore this a lot on my podcast, you know, you wind up in deeply philosophical or theological sort of domains and and you yeah. look for parallels there because It seems what's happening is if you line up on some of the paramount or prime values or principles then all the differences you know become irrelevant if not if not you know enjoyable for the diversity that it it can generate right and so um and i think that's evident in in bitcoin like yes there's you know you have your purity tests and and that kind of stuff and which i totally appreciate because you, you know you may end up choosing, well, you'll end up choosing what you choose, but it's nice to see a vigorous discourse around mm-hmm. a given issue to see so that you're informed and you can make more informed decisions on that kind of stuff. But, you know, to my to my impression or what I've observed is there's a lot of different sort of people in Bitcoin, you know, and mm-hmm. we're all a little weird and <laughs> in many different ways, but because we've converged on the values that we perceive are embedded within Bitcoin and what we perceive to be their potential implications or benefits out in the world, should they, you know, persist and, and propagate, that is sufficient to allow us to be our, to each other, to, to be themselves basically. And so yeah. you, you have this really, you know, fascinating or or great convergence of both shared values and, you know, uh, appreciative or of di you know, diverse interests and diversity yeah. generally, and I think that's you know, I think we'd all agree is that that's what produces probably the most harmonious, flourishing, prosperous sort of you know community, society, country, you know, citadel, what, what whatever. Is
1: what is sovereignty? It's you know the ability to be an individual, right? Right. I mean, right. Individuals are individual. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot. that I mean, this, this is a whole other podcast. I know, John, but yeah, I I love this topic. I love this conversation because I don't think anyone has the answer nor nor will there ever be a single answer it's just let, let's all finally agree that like bitcoin you know, across the board helps to get us to a better place but but mm-hmm. beyond that like what are the things can we you know accomplish as as humankind right i
0: mean there's a lot, lot of exciting things we can talk about on that front totally totally well gents um if we're not going to crack into uh, that <laughs> rabbit hole was there anything else that you guys wanted to uh, address or discuss before we shut it down today no I, I just again appreciate you, you giving us the time giving us the, the platform here
1: um I mean obviously selfishly selfishly we'll have to continue to plug if you' if you're interested in finding a job you know uh, please visit us bitcointalent.co there's your general application again we we are, to the best we're ability still going through those applications obviously we would love to connect as many of you as possible with with open opportunities but uh, we'll continue to focus on on driving the client side of the fence now um and again companies that are hiring in the space also come to us we're here to help
0: can I just ask before we do our final sign-offs, for all those people that, you know, share what we just said and really want to work in Bitcoin, is there anything that you guys can tell them in terms of what puts them on the right path in terms of engaging with you, making themselves attractive to companies, like anything they can do beyond, because most people are like, well, you know, I, I put a resume somewhere or whatever, like what, what can an individual do to enhance their Chances of being attractive to you, the companies you work with, that kind of stuff. Eric's the expert here. Yeah,
2: yeah, this is my favorite thing to talk about because this is exactly what I did. Um, And it all comes back to what's called a proof of work project. So in Bitcoin, proof of work means doing, going and doing something in the world, providing value and putting it out on social media, really, like showing people what you're doing. And from that, over time, more and more people take notice of what you're up to. And if you're contributing to the Bitcoin ecosystem, um, that's that's a huge plus. It, it's knocking out two birds in one stone. Really, it's you're contributing to the Bitcoin ecosystem, and you're contributing to your resume in a way. So, like one thing I did, um, I helped Breedlove put on an event in 2021 and 2022. When I applied to Bitcoin Magazine, that's the first thing I put on my my resume, uh, and I would say that definitely helped me land my first interview and successfully land the job. So if you want to get in the Bitcoin space, I would say start now, start what I call a proof of work project, podcast, uh, an email newsletter, um, start learning how to code and contribute to some kind of Bitcoin project in any way you can help build on Noser. anything related to Bitcoin, just start building, mm. putting yourself out there and showing your progress. Every tiny little milestone, put it on Twitter. Say, hey, I just did this today. Uh it, it helped Bitcoin in this way. I helped this Bitcoiner get a job, whatever it may be. And like I said, over time, people will take notice and those opportunities will start coming to you. And even if they don't, now you have something additional put in your resume, which will make you stand out. Because yeah. if I had to choose between someone that contributed to Bitcoin for the last year in some proof of work project way or someone that didn't with the same, with everything else the same, I'm going to choose the guy that has put, has shown that work. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's great advice. And the only thing I'd I'd add to it from my perspective is, don't don't ask for anything for it, you know, initially. You know, and this kind of goes back to what mm-hmm. you're saying that you you may in, um, integrate in in the future, which is like these uh, apprentice programs or something like that. Because I can imagine a ton of people. I mean, if you're an orange pilled high school kid, college kid, and you're just like, there is nothing else for me but working in a Bitcoin company. Offer, you know, save up your money, summer jobs, whatever, and work for six months or 12 months for free in a, in a bitcoin company yeah it'll yep. suck you know and and you'll be poor and all that kind of jazz but maybe it gets your foot in the door and it turns into an amazing career at, at, at a minimum now some people know who you are now you've made connections your network is growing and i think the same is true for what you just said it's like absolutely you know do something that showcases what you're interested in or what some of your talents are and and don't be hasty or or you know don't try to get something for it initially what you're getting is is you know you're broadening your network and people are becoming familiar with you and maybe you're you're making some contacts um because if it just seems like maybe not too many but you know if you if you come out of the gates and you're looking to be compensated for work in a space where there's a ton of people making work for free and there's a lot of really smart people doing a lot of really great things uh you know it's probably not going to generate the results that you're looking for but if you just as you said kind of do it as a a way to put yourself out there but also to express that you're willing to sacrifice for the cause basically for the mission you know i'm willing to contribute in some way that's a selfless contribution let's say and i think that's yeah. the thing that gets people's ears to perk up and say oh wow like this person is down for the cause you know maybe they're of interest to me so yeah, yeah i uh, i totally agree with that advice it's the the networking piece is is the core of that, right? You know, showing what you're doing, reaching out to get advice
1: or help. Yeah, you know, be how can I be helpful in return? So it's yeah, just growing your own network. The one thing I'd say to, to to you know counter some of that was just um, I would encourage companies not to how do I say not to not to weaponize the concept of proof of work too, right? Because it's uh, I sometimes I see this like sure, notion sure. that bitcoiners are frugal ergo cheap right frugal is good cheap is not right bitcoiners are value driven and i think that's a, an important kind of like distinction you can you continue to make so yeah maybe maybe just like you know standing up for the for the little guy little man like you no know, i going, totally agree yeah. but
0: I, I think i think the the funny part is is that if you offer that you show yeah. up at whatever sure. company to be like look i'll it's work be for valid. a year <laughs> for free after a month they'll be like we'll pay you or after yeah, like yeah. a little while if if they see any value in it at all they're not going to you know just yeah. juice you for a year they'll <laughs> be like look we'll, we'll we'll put you on salary for something um yeah. because i i i obviously totally agree with that sentiment um well gents thanks for uh, coming on and, and having a chat today and i'm i'm super excited for what lays ahead for you guys i think um i think it's going to be very successful and I, I look forward to seeing it develop thank you thank you John. so I much I really appreciate you all right guys take care bye Yeah. Thank you Okay.